The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series authored by Mercedes Lackey, Dennis Lee, Cody Martin, with Larry Dixon and Veronica Jaguer. Read and produced by Veronica Jaguer. Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Part 1. Written by Mercedes Lackey and Cody Martin. Bella was in the shower when she heard someone rattling keys in her locks. Since there was only one person who had keys to her locks, Vicky, she didn't think anything of it until she heard the door literally slam open. And then the bathroom door slam open. Bell, hose off, now! Vicky ordered from the other side of the shower curtain, her voice tight and frightened. We have to get out of here. Tesla's been murdered. At first, the words didn't make any sense. But Vicky was radiating and close enough for Bella to get images along with fear. Images of the Echo Campus in chaos, of Bull on the floor surrounded by bodies, of Einhorn babbling something out framed in a... a monitor? She must have somehow gotten her link to Tesla's desk working within moments of the disaster. Einhorn, hysterical, but what she said was clear enough. Things she had inadvertently picked up from Bulwark. The assassins were Jack, Jack something, the new head of Blacksnake, who was supposed to be making nice with Echo, and... Harmony. No wonder she never wanted me touching her. That was all Bella could think numbly, as Vicky shoved the shower curtain aside and reached for her wet arm. Bulwark was hit. Vicky didn't know how badly. Come on, we have to get out of here, Vicky urged. He knows where we are. We need to get out, get somewhere that no one can get to us while we figure out what to do. What? Who? Blacksnake? She was baffled. They were way too low on the food chain for Blacksnake to be interested in them, and she needed to get to Echo to help Bull. No! Vicky hissed. Verdigree! Dominic Verdigree! Bella stood there with water pouring over her head and wondered if Vicky had finally snapped. Who? Why? What? Come on, Vicky said, pulling her out of the shower in a surprising show of strength and throwing a towel over her. He's head of Echo. That psychotic sociopath is head of Echo. We have got to get somewhere where he can't find us until we can figure out what to do. Completely confused now, Bella just toweled off and scrambled into clothing while Vicky blurted out the entire story in tense, terrified, and short sentences. By the time she was dressed, Bella was also convinced. Echo was now in the hands of someone who was not locked up in an Echo high-security prison only because he was so good at hiding his tracks he had never been caught. She couldn't do anything to help Bulwark that others couldn't do as well. First rule of firefighting. You can't help others if you're dead. J.M., she said finally. No one knows where J.M. lives but Savior and me. He's barely on the grid and sure not on the radar. My car's in the lot and I've thrown everything I need in it, Vicky replied. Let's get out of here. Leave your Echo stuff behind. Nothing they can use to find you.
Vicky didn't have to tell her twice. It had been an overly long day for John. The commissar had a particular liking for twelve hours on, twelve hours off shifts. John made it a priority to check in with the neighborhood after his assigned duties. Today, that took up about three hours. There were a lot of wrecked cars that weren't serving any purpose, so he helped to cut them into scrap with his fire. He had about another hour before he needed to pass out to help stave off exhaustion. He wasn't in the mood for yammering television, and he sure wasn't in the mood for anything less than a screaming emergency. He left the little TV off and turned his comm to off-duty so nothing less than a full alert would get him. Right now, a book and a beer sounded about right. Something by Heinlein, maybe. John had finally settled down on his battered mattress, cold beer and worn-out book in his hand, when the knock came on his door. The front door downstairs is shut up tighter than Fort Knox. Sarah doesn't use doors. There shouldn't be anyone knocking on that door. In an instant, John was up, his distractions forgotten. He had his old 1911 45 pistol in his hand and was off to side from the door. Who in the hell is it? Bella and Vic, and it's an emergency, Johnny. Turn your frickin' TV on! John hesitated for a heartbeat, then opened the door. He only stayed long enough to verify that it really was Bella Blue and Vicky V, then stuck the pistol in his waistband. Well, come on in, gals. He marched towards his TV set, turning the power on. What am I supposed to be seeing? The frantic yammering of the talking heads and the graphic images of Alex Tesla being murdered answered that question. John looked to Bella first. Talk. What's the sitch, kiddo? What in all the nine hells has jumped into my lap now? It was Vicky who answered, so wound up she didn't even try to slump or make herself look invisible. Look, I, I can tell you how I know all this later. Tesla was murdered by Blacksnake, but Blacksnake was ordered by Dominic Verdigree, and now Verdigree is in charge of Echo, not Yankee Pride. He engineered it all in what direct evidence I don't have yet, I will have, and I don't know how much he knows already about us, our little conspiracy to get Tesla a spine and a pair, or at least dance around him, or about Overwatch. Stop there. Black Snake killed Tesla. Orders were from some dude named Verdigree. This fella is now in charge of Echo. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dominic Verdigree III, owner overtly of Verdigree Dynamics, multi-billionaire and covert owner of more shadow companies than I can count off in five minutes. Psychopath, sociopath, and a guy who poisoned all the water sources in Bombay post-invasion so he could sell them water purifiers, then arranged for those to fail so he could save them with good water purifiers, and arranged for the contact that bought the bad ones to have a fatal accident. Vicky paused briefly for a breath, but it looked as if she was about to launch into more. Spare me the details, Vic. What's important right now is that you and Blue here potentially have Blacksnake and Echo on your tails. 
which means we've got to split from the spot immediately. John was up and moving, walking towards the door. Vicky noticed that there was a bag set to the right side near the hinge, a go bag, obviously with everything he'd need. He snatched it up. If anyone knows your heir, then they know me. If anyone knows me, they know you might be here. We're on the move. My car's downstairs. She held out her hands. They were shaking. Can, can you drive? Well, I haven't had a license in a number of years, but I figure that won't stop me, will it? You're with CCCP, Bella said. You have metahuman ally and diplomatic immunity for traffic stops. Where are we going? Well, easy. CCCP HQ, and not because they have diplomatic immunity. Black Snake doesn't give a shit about that sort of thing. Bullets and bombs don't stop killing because you're diplomatically immune. What the CCCP does have, however, are a bunch of commies that are more trigger-happy than I am and would love to perforate some mercs, given the chance. John grinned. Sound good to y'all? Better than good, Bella replied. What else do you need? John slugged the bag on his shoulder, then started towards a closet. He paused, turning to face Bella and Vicky. Before we go on, how the hell did you two get up here? I, I magicked the front door, Vicky said. Her voice was starting to shake. I locked it behind us. Well, make me a promise. Once all of this settles and I can actually come back here, make sure that no one can do what you did. Roger? Wilco. He nodded, opening the closet door. From it, he pulled three rifles, one M4 carbine, and two AKMs. He kept the M4 while holding out the AKMs to Bella and Vic. JIC, comrades. Just in case. They nodded. Both of them took the rifles with body language that said they were comfortable with firearms. Bella examined hers. Vicky acted as if she was familiar already. Variation on the AK-47, Bell, Vicky said. Soviet. It works the same. Bella nodded. Okay. I got a chance to play with those at that over-the-top range and lost wages. She didn't ask how Vicky got her obvious knowledge. Point and hose, Roger. Well, that's negative, comrade. You point, you squeeze, and you make them count. I don't anticipate it, but if we get into trouble, you shoot him dead. John shrugged as he loaded his cargo pockets with spare magazines. It doesn't matter much. If it's a halfway decent ambush, we're dead. He nodded. Ready, comrades? Bella looked at Vicky, about to protest that it wasn't possible for Blacksnake or anyone else to know what they were doing this soon. Then she snapped her mouth shut on the words. Vicky looked grim and terrified. John and Vicky were both convinced. She'd protest later. Maybe. Ready. Vicky nodded. Rock and roll. Follow me. Stay at the door on the ground floor. Wait for my commands, 
And above all, keep your eyes open. That's important. Without another word, he was out the door, his rifle at a low ready position. Bella followed. Vicky followed her, but was walking crabwise, semi-backwards, keeping her rifle in the same position, but pointed back the way they had come, after securing the door to John's squat. It was unnerving. Bella was used to combat now, but not this sort. Not where they might be the quarry of assassins. John moved quickly and confidently, scanning everything as he went. When they came to the front door, he motioned for them to stay put. Well, if someone's going to get shot right now, it's going to be me. John stepped to the door, keeping his rifle pressed against his right leg. He nodded at Bella, using the fingers on his offhand to indicate that he wanted her to keep an eye out. Vicky made as if to toss him the keys, but he held his hand up to stop her. You're going to start it from the passenger side, Vic. I'll drive, but I'll be providing security until then. They both nodded back. He unlocked, then kicked open the front door. Vicky took the opposite side of the doorframe from Bella without direction, her eyes going everywhere. John was on the ground, checking under the car, checking under the hood, in the tire rims, the trunk, anywhere something could have been messed with in the brief time the women had been upstairs. After two minutes, he was done. He motioned with his free hand for them to come up immediately. His rifle was up from his side, and he was scanning every angle, looking for anything amiss. Vicky was out the door first, wrenched open the back car door, then the front, and went back to back with John and brought her own rifle up while Bella grabbed John's bag and dove with it into the back seat, feeling as if the world had turned upside down as much as the day of the invasion. Vicky kicked the door shut behind her, then popped into the front passenger seat, slammed her door, and started the car. Then she brought her weapon up to cover the front, while Bella did her best to cover the rear. John was in before the engine had fully turned over, slamming his door shut, putting the car into gear, and gunning the engine. Keep watching the outside, and remember, this thing isn't hardened. Bullets can come in and they can go out. You remember that if you need to fire. Try and keep the engine block betwixt us and harm, Johnny, Vicky said. Well, if it's a decent ambush, it'll either be coming from one side or from the front and the side. Our only options are to fight through in any case. Let's hope there aren't any ambushes set up. John was taking a long route to the CCCP HQ. He never walked this route, and certainly never rode it when he was on one of the issued Urals. Any patterns may have been noticed, and patterns made it easier for enemies to plot against a convoy or patrol. John fished the CCCP communicator from one of his pockets, keying the frequency for the base. Gamma Unit, this is Unit 05. Come in, over. That comrade was being to monitor your approach. Commissar has been giving permission to enter on arrival. I got two packages with me. High priority. How copy? Da, copy and confirmed. Permission granted. Roger, they'll be coming in first. Gotta get rid of something before I make my grand entrance. Unit 05 over and out, comrade. John glanced over his shoulder. Y'all are getting a fine welcome. Vicky smiled weakly. I, I alerted them. 
Gamma Yoon probably knew we were heading here as soon as you drove off. It took the trio twice as long as it normally should if they were traveling regularly to get to the back door of the HQ, but they arrived unmolested. Sit tight. After I have the door open to the HQ, get in fast. I'll drive the car off somewhere safe and meet y'all back here. Johnny, I have Kit in the trunk. I need it, Vicky said urgently. I'll bring it to the door and drop it on the right once I'm inside. Roger? That'll work. I don't want you lugging anything on the way back. I have your go bag, Jam, Bella said from the rear seat. Y'all are too kind. John grinned again and was out of the car. In a flash, he was at the rear entrance with Vicky's kit, punching a coat in. The door swung open. One of the CCC peers was there with another AKM, warily looking at the street. John placed Vic's duffel bag and heavy backpack inside, then motioned for the two Echo operatives to come to him. Once again, Vicky was out first, bracing the AKM on the roof of the car while Bella scooted in the door with John's bag, feeling entirely unnerved. Once she was inside, Vicky kicked the door shut, dropped off of the car, bent over, and ran for the safe haven of the open door. Best hook up with the commissar, kids. I'll take care of the car. Wish me luck. Without waiting for an answer, John was back in the car. With a squeal of tires on gravel and asphalt, he was off and driving away into the destruction corridor. John drove fast, but carefully, between the rubble and the potential dangers of an ambush. He had to. Something still tugged at his mind, however. Victrix seemed particularly knowledgeable about what to do in the situation they had found themselves in. That sort of knowledge doesn't come cheap or easily. Or out of books. That's training to the point where it's reflex, and not necessarily echo training. And that's... Interesting. He snapped back into the moment, scanning everything as he drove. Stash the car. Exfil back to HQ. Don't get killed. Sounds like a plan. <laughs>